Hello, everyone, and another episode of the Daily Friend Wrap. I'm your host, Nicholas Loriman. Today, I'm joined by Marius Ruet. Let's get into the news of today. And one of the more interesting stories I think we've got for today is tomorrow's by-elections. There are going to be six by-elections around South Africa. Now, not all by-elections are interesting or important. Most of the time, they happen to be in fairly safe seats, which predictable result. Um, but in this case, I think we may be uh, able to get a little bit of insight into the province that is always kind of the most tricky to call in South African politics, and that is the Northern Cape. Marius, um, I believe I'm correct in saying that there is, in the Sol Plaiki municipality, uh, tomorrow going to be a by-election, which is pretty close between the ANC and the DA. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and what do you, what do you think about it? Uh, yeah, there's a by-election tomorrow in Ward 1 in Sol Plaiki. And in the November 2021 local government elections, uh, the ANC won the ward with 41% uh, of the vote. And uh, DA was second with 37%. And the Patriotic Alliance was third with 11%. So it's obviously quite a marginal seat for the ANC. And if the ANC loses the seat, then they'll lose the majority on the council. They only have a one-seat majority at the moment. Out of the uh, 65 uh, seats in Sol Plaiki, the ANC holds 33 of them. So if they lose tomorrow, that means they'll and lose the majority and they'll have to go into coalition with the smaller party uh, there's a couple of options for them the eff and good are just two parties who got seats on uh, the council side so as a patriotic alliance so those are parties that have worked with the nc in the past so it's unlikely that the nc will uh, lose the municipality if they lose tomorrow's by-election but it's uh, definitely a possibility and that obviously does change the dynamic a bit and the nc's got to uh, obviously make some uh, concessions and so on for other political parties and uh, the thing with uh, by-elections is uh, while they uh, don't give you uh, like a broad overview like a national poll or whatever the case is they're quite a good way of judging the uh, kind of temperature of politics in South Africa so tomorrow's by-election it'll definitely the DA I'm sure will be watching closely to see how well they do if they manage to take the ward off uh, the ANC uh, then I think they'll be will give them uh, some confidence ahead of uh, the 2024 election in the province that maybe they can finally make a breakthrough that they have kind of been targeting for a while in the province. Obviously, the PA will also be an important uh, player there. The PA has surprised uh, quite a few people, I think, in recent by-elections, done pretty well in uh, places across the country, not just in what you think is kind of, uh, you know, what accepted wisdom is that it's uh, kind of strongholds will be amongst the colored South Africans. It's done pretty well in places where uh, it's mainly black South Africans voting and so on. And also something else to uh, watch out for is tomorrow it looks like it's going to be build one South Africa's first electoral outing. That's Musi Maimani's uh, outfit. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how they do. Uh, obviously, just one by-election is not going to tell you that much. But if they do do pretty well, get 10 or 15% of the vote, uh, there'll be a boost for Musi Maimani and the people who support Bosa. So there's definitely something to watch. Uh, yeah, it'll be uh, something yeah, I'm quite I think... interested in. And... I think I think I think one of the things that's going to be really interesting to watch about us is also sort of how each of these parties do. For example, um, will the opposition parties all just sort of cannibalize from each other and prevent anyone from being able to knock out the ANC, or will each of them manage to cut off slices of the ANC and, as a result, bring them um, to the second place position in that in that ward? Uh, the Northern Capes kind of always have been a bit of a, a complicated province to kind of call. Um, as you mentioned, Marius, you know, the, the DA has for a long time thought that it had a chance of taking the province, but that never really seems to materialize. They got about 25% of the vote 
in the province in 2019 um, with the ANC at about 57%, 58% around there. Um, and uh, you also see kind of interesting little political parties popping up in often those very sparsely populated uh, municipalities in the, in the desert of the Karoo, um, which don't really have that much of a presence anywhere else. I, I know that, for example, COPE, the Congress of the People, has in many ways actually been kept alive um, by some of its its uh, influence on councils in the Northern Cape for a long time, um, although I suspect that they're, they're pretty much at the end of that road. They lost their last seat in the Northern Cape in the last election. I don't I doubt they'll get another one. But we could see, you know, interesting breakthroughs. Uh, the Build One South Africa one is, I think, a very interesting one to watch. Build One South Africa has made this big sort of song and dance about how they're getting this disparate group of, uh, you know, local community leaders and, and, and independent representatives to kind of come together under this banner. Um, and we'll see if that strategy pays off for them, right? Are they able to recruit such excellent people that they're able to rally support behind them um, enough so as to, 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 to make an electoral breakthrough here? Uh, they don't need to win, I don't think, to show that. They just need to perform well enough that they're in maybe the third place in that by-election. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. That's it. Let's move on to our next topic. Uh, and the South African census is in. We're supposed to do a census country every 10 years. And the headline figure is that South Africa's population is now up to 62 million people, um, which is up about 20% from uh, 11 years ago when the last census was done. And uh, there are some problems, though, with the census, um, namely that... So when they do the census, they try, they have this method for working out how much they reckon they've undercounted by, and then they adjust the results for that. The higher the percentage of undercount, the more inaccurate the final results are. And unfortunately, they're not looking great. Um, last census had an undercount of about 15%, which at the time was criticized as being not very good. And this time, um, the undercount has doubled to 31%, according to the census's own analysis. Uh, which suggests that the data it may be very dodgy. Uh, particularly, it seems that they may have in, uh, undercounted Indian and white South Africans. Um, in particular, possibly there's been difficulty getting access to those communities, uh, uh, less willingness to interact with census workers, stuff like that. I don't know what the reason could be. Um, so that's a little bit concerning because the census is quite useful and important for working out what areas of the country need certain things and what the state of the country's service delivery is, for example. For example, one of the findings in the census is that the number of people living in so-called informal houses, basically shacks, is down to about 8%. It was, I think, 13% back in 2011. Um, the other interesting thing about it is which provinces are the most populous. So back in 1995, when the first sort of South African census, um, as we know it, happened, uh, KZN, I believe, was the most populous province in 2011, Gauteng took that spot from it and has continued to increase uh, ever since, maintaining the top spot. But the Western Cape has gone from the fifth most populous province now to the third. So we're really seeing big growth there. And considering that KZN's uh, growth has been not that extreme, I wonder whether the Western Cape will overtake them in maybe 10 or 20 years' time. Uh, interesting stuff. Maurice, what do you make of all this? Yeah, it's, uh, as you say, censuses, uh, censuses or censi, I don't know what the plural is, are quite important for government policy to know where to allocate money and all that kind of stuff. And 30% uh, undercount is, uh, yeah, it's quite, uh, it's not great. Um, and just anecdotally, I mean, 
people have asked uh, whether they've been counted. Nobody's uh, actually uh, has been counted. I, I myself was counted, but only because I did it online. I didn't have a, a census worker come to where I stay or anything like that. And the, I remember the last uh, two censuses in 2001 and 2011, I definitely was counted. So there's probably something a bit fishier. And, uh, you know, uh, stats, something like stats is it's like kind of a boring, unsexy government agency, but it's actually incredibly important, you know, for the reasons we've said. It's just, it really helps shape government policy and all that kind of thing. Um, but also in the, just the issues of uh, growth in the provinces, I think the growth in the Western Cape is uh, quite, uh, yeah, it's quite remarkable. And I think we all know why we, uh, a lot of people are moving to the Western Cape at the moment, you know, from all over South Africa. Gauteng, I think, still has bigger, uh, still has bigger migrant population, but the Western Cape's population is growing. And that's partly, I think, because of the governance issues in the rest of South Africa. A lot of people um, obviously moved to Western Cape because it's uh, seen as being better run, and I think in a lot of ways it is better run, uh, you know, in, in reality. So, and well, I remember just when I looked at the uh, census figures quickly, it seems that the population of somewhere like the Free State has barely changed in the last 20 years. So that's quite telling. It shows you that people are on staying in the Free State. There's obviously not many economic opportunities the, you know, there's not really gold mining or any other kind of, uh, you know, gold mining used to be quite big in north north part of the province. You know, there's not really many work opportunities for people there. And I think the Eastern Cape's the same. So people have been leaving those provinces. And that is, again, that's important for the government to know where it needs to funnel money for things like infrastructure, developments and so on. So, yeah, it's, but it is quite worrying that uh, it seems like the census was is maybe a bit not that trustworthy. And it's something that uh, I think uh, is actually pretty concerning. I think it's also uh, the, what you're talking about with the free state there, and, and also we can see it in some other provinces as well, is that, um, you know, people are flocking to the big cities, to Cape Town, to uh, Joburg, and that is really driving um, uh, things. South Africa is becoming a less and less rural place with every passing year, um, and I don't expect that trend to turn around anytime soon. Okay, let's move on to our last story. and. Finally, some good news, which is that uh, it looked like South Africa's sports teams and particularly the rugby team would not be able to compete under our, our national colours um, due to apparently South Africa falling afoul of the regulations set by the World Anti-Doping Agency uh, because we apparently didn't update our compliance with the World Anti-Doping Agency's um, standards. The, the government has disputed this, and while the dispute is being... Uh, adjudicated, we are going to be allowed to continue to play at least through the Rugby World Cup, it seems, in our national colours, which is a good thing. But it really seems that this shouldn't have happened, especially when we have specifically a dedicated ministry and government to sports and culture. Um, Morris, you know, this is just another one of those kind of embarrassing international incidents that really should never have happened. Uh, I just want to say, Nick, it bothers me that you didn't mention that we're also playing the Cricket World Cup at the moment. And we play Australia uh, tomorrow in the game. So I just want to. Morris, uh, cricket is your terrain. I've never intruded on <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, it's just something the government didn't do properly. It's, you know, it's a crisis that could easily have been averted. Not that it's, you know, crisis in the true sense of the term, but it's, is in a way a crisis. It's, if the government had it's just. humiliating. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, if we just uh, dotted our T's and crossed our R's, because I think that's what we did instead of crossing our T's and dotting our R's, this wouldn't have happened. And now look at us, we look quite silly. And I mean, it's inconceivable that the protesters and the Springboks could maybe not be able to play under the national flag. 
not because anything the players have done, just because the government, again, just, you know, it can't plan and doesn't know, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. And it looks like with this, that we might be, we might have averted this crisis, but, you know, just it's, sure, it's just a microcosm of what's going on in South Africa. People don't do the basics right, and then you have crisis to, that you've got to sort out and cost you more and cause more aggravation than if you just done the right thing at the time and done the easy, small things, done things properly, but instead you ignored it, and then what happens a couple of months down the line or a couple of years down the line, then you have a big crisis that you've got to deal with, and that's something that could easily have been averted, but because of, yeah, quite a few reasons, <laughs> we have this issue. And if we lived in a in a country with, I think, a very a, a correctly functioning political culture, uh, the minister of sport would resign probably over a, over a mix up like this, because this really is, uh, you know, what's the point of having a minister of sport if they can't even do these basic things? Exactly. Anyway, um, we'll have to see what comes of that. Hopefully, the issue does get resolved, and we don't have to have this conversation again. But uh, that's all we have for today. Cheers, everyone. That's a wrap. Thank you.